Hello and welcome to this latest CN podcast. I'm Anthony Myers. Before his talk this week at Chocoa 21, I met up with Leo Palmer, business head at 20 Degrees, Orlam's new speciality cocoa business, sourcing premium beans from around the world. The business has been established to encourage positive partnerships with farmers by bringing their fine single origin cocoa beans to market that are either too specialist or too remote to be sold to mainstream manufacturers. Take a listen. Welcome to um, to this latest Confection News podcast. Um, uh, if we can start by, you know, if you give me an overview of, of, 20, of Olam's 20 Degrees initiative and in particular, why launch it now? Yeah, so we've we've really been working on this, I would say, for about a year, year and a half, mm-hmm. um, where we started kind of, I guess we came from two sides. On, on one side, on the supply side, from all our, our experiences at Origin and, uh, you know, my personal experience as well in, in, in Ecuador, we always see, you see some quite special beans, um, whether that's on a kind of flavor side or on a story side or, you know, the farmers who are growing them. Um, and and historically, we haven't really had a market to sell those into, you know, the kind of micro batch beans, which really think quite special, but also quite expensive as well because they're pretty unique. Um, so on, that, that kind of kept cropping up. Um, and especially really in Latin America, I used to focus on Latin America when I was living in uh, New York. Um, and we would often see these offers coming through and, and we kind of have to pass them by or pass them on to someone else to take a look at. So we thought it was about time we, you know, we, we looked at ourselves and, and, and had a, had a look at how we could, um, how we could cater to that. Um, and on the demand side, I guess it's been the kind of, a trend really, not only in cocoa, but in everything, um, of increased interest in, in the provenance of, of, uh, of different products. Um, of course, in cocoa, I think this has been going on for a long time yeah. um, on, the, you know, on the industrial scale as well. But you see, and you can see this just going to the supermarkets, there's, you, you, there's so many new chocolate bars, chocolate makers, um, or you know, people working in chocolate in, any, in different, different ways. Mm-hmm. Um, who are looking for um, who are looking for a kind of unique um, raw material to work with, and it just felt like you know this market. It, it's a, I think it's a small market. It's quite hard to estimate the size of it, um, but it's definitely a growing market. Um, so we felt it was the right time, both really on the demand and supply side, um, and also you know I think. From my experience working in at Origin and having seen a lot of stuff in Latin America, I also felt I was in a position where I could kind of get this off the ground, um, and you know, I was given the opportunity to give it a go. So that's also quite exciting to do. Okay. Um, yeah, I think. Yeah, and I was just going to say, you know, it's quite when you see a lot of when when you're in the supermarket or you're in a when you're in a. Um, you know, wherever it is, even just a kind of a cafe, prep a manger, wherever you are, you take a look at the shelf and there's always a kind of new chocolate bar there. And normally you can see that there's, there's on the packaging, there's, you know, highlighting um, where the cacao has come from within yeah. that bar. 
And that I mean, that was just a clear signal that this is something which we we can we can offer towards, and we should be able to offer something different. Um, and with the kind of breadth and presence we have around the world in different clicker origins, um, we thought we should be able to do it quite well. Um, so that's really kind of the thinking behind it. Great. You mentioned Ecuador, which we know is uh, is got a fantastic reputation for its uh, fine um, fine cocoa, fine uh, cocoa beans. Um, are you? It's twenty degrees. Is it focusing mainly on Ecuador? I mean, there's roughly about thirty five countries, isn't there, that produce cocoa in the world? Um, what, yeah, where, where are yeah. you looking at? Any fresh territories you would be looking at, or are you focusing on Ecuador at the moment? We're we're focusing everywhere. Um, so the kind of the, the name twenty degrees yes. um, is supposed to is supposed to kind of connote the uh -huh. uh, degrees of latitude north and south of the equator yeah. Yeah. where uh, cacao grows. So it, it's in, I think in the textbooks it often says like ten fifteen degrees north or south. But if you take that to the outer limits, you get to twenty degrees like north Hawaii and south. Sao Paulo yeah. has a bit of cocoa in Brazil. Yeah. So our kind of thinking was that we want to be looking at the entire cocoa belt um, all over the world and finding the best beans. Um, so we're definitely not restricted to one place. Mm. Where we've looked to begin with, um, it would be fair to say that we we focused on origins where um, where we have presence already, where we have teams set up. Um, and there's that real uh, kind of depth of knowledge um, in each of the countries. So the first, the first uh, selection of origins we're looking at are, are Uganda, um, Ecuador, um, uh, Indonesia, Saram Island, um, and Papua New Guinea um, within the kind of supply chain where we already have direct operations. And then we also have a, uh, a grade, which is from Dominican Republic, which we don't have boots on the ground there, but we have very strong relationships and kind of a long, long history in that country. Um, so those are the, those, those are the countries we're focusing on now, but we're not excluding anywhere. If, 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 if something was, was very interesting and we felt it had a particularly unique uh, sensory profile or a particularly interesting uh, provenance story around it, um, and we felt it was something that was marketable, then we would we would take a look at that as well. Good. You mentioned Uganda. That's an interesting one, isn't it? I mean, um, what is the, uh, you know, what, what's, what's the quality like over there, would you say, in that country? So I think the, the the base quality of Uganda is very good. A lot of um, a lot, you know, if you look at uh, it, it, it's a good, um, it, it's very good on the, just the physical parameters of the cocoa bean. Um, you know, if it, when when customers are buying it for industrial use, it's got very low waste. Um, yeah, uh, bean count's not bad, um, and it's a kind of growing crop. There's cadmium's kind of middling level, so it's not too big an issue on that. But um, what we're, we're we're kind of looking at elevating the quality um, above the kind of standard what you get. Mm. Um, so we've done that by working directly with with a farmer group there um, on the kind of uh, Congo border near the uh, Ruwenzori Mountains. I kind uh -huh. of often refer to as the Mountains of the Moon, which sounds very romantic. <laughs> um, and and. We so we we buy directly from farmers and we in in wet beans so in barber some people call it 
um, and then ferment those beans and then dry them um, at, uh, at centers which we're, we're operating. And last year, uh, it's also one of the reasons it took quite a long time to get off the ground, this business, because we, we were doing a lot of work at Origin before launching. So one of the, one of the projects we were running in, in Uganda was a, a study um, by one of our plant science team and, um, and someone who came to join us from uh, Swiss University, the name tells me now, who joined for a few months to, to complete this fermentation study where we did you know, n different versions and tweaks of protocols, different number of days, different number of rotations, mm-hmm. um, to and then kind of did the century evaluation, century evaluation on the beans coming out of that, mm-hmm. until we felt we had found the most interesting one. Um, so it's kind of, I think to go back to your question, I think Uganda quality is generally very good. Yeah. But my hope would be that our, our, our particular grade roughing the 20 degrees portfolio is something very unique and something which is, um, uh, it could be really interesting for like micro batch artisanal craft yeah. chocolate makers as well. Wow. Um, fascinating. Yeah. And the other cool thing, actually, I just want to say on that, because it's, yes. it's, it's actually one of my favorite ones for Uganda, um, is we also have all the local because we buy from the farmers what the local team are doing they split out the beans which are coming from uh, female farmers mm. and we are offering a kind of segregated um, women only produced cacao from the same group of farmers um, and that sells it a bit more it's a bit of a premium attached to it mm. and as we sell those beans um, over the course of the year, they so far they've been one of the more popular ones. Um, that additional premium will uh, will use for doing some gender empowerment initiatives at Origin. Um, so we'll work with the local team there to kind of create an initiative or two, which can which can hopefully be um, be interesting on that side. Wow! No, thank you, thank you for that. Uh, Uganda definitely something to to keep an eye on. I shall be looking closely at. Um... But, you know what what you do there what what the uh, the the initiative does there um my next question really is uh, what what price guarantees can you give farmers will you be dealing with buying from farmers directly or do you go through traders you know buyers brokers um uh, agents so what what's the what's the benefit to to the farmers would you say yeah so we we get again i think one of the reasons why we're keen to get into this segment we felt that we could, we could, you know, we're vertically integrated from from the origin all the way up to um, all the way up to the point of sale, and historically that's been the the business model really is to get as close to the farm gate as possible, um, have value add on that side, yeah. and then run those beans all the way to the customer. So. In all of these, in all of these offering, we're buying direct from um, the either from the farmer um, or cooperative, if, if it's a cooperative, or the single estate. Okay, so there are a couple of uh, single estates we're working with as well. Which, I mean, although they are technically a farmer, they're often I would read them as slightly different than the uh-huh. farmer. When in kind of cocoa parlance, it's often referring to a kind of smallholder. Um, so we are, it's kind of disintermediated supply chain, um, to use a very long word. Um, and we, there's not a kind of, 
price guarantee where we're saying we will pay always above X, but we're paying a premium to all the farmers or everyone involved in the supply chain. Um, and we are offering a kind of price transparency as well for all our customers. So if, um, if someone's buying uh, some of the Dominican beans, for example, we'll also um, give them the full information on, on not only the traceability of the beans where they've come from, but also the price that was paid to the farmer um, when it was bought as well. Because, you know, price paid to farmer is one thing, but it means nothing if you don't know when it was bought because yes. you know one year it could be the price could be very high and it and 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 it could therefore look like you paid a lot but actually um it could be at a discount yes. um so we kind of give that full information on on the date of of the purchase the, the price paid and we kind of uh, pass that through to the customers as well and in the future uh, something we're working on and you know we really need to build a bit of a sales book first because we've only just launched so yes. hopefully this podcast will get the name out there and <laughs> increase some awareness and get some sales going yes. but the, the the goal is you know we should be able to um you have that transparency we know everyone we're buying from and if any customer says you know i would like I would like to pay a bit more for these beans, but I want to ensure that the premium goes directly back to the farmer. Mm-hmm. Then we would we would uh, cater towards that. So we could arrange a um, you know kind of um, a ceremony where we would we would pass that additional amount over to the farmers and mm. and 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 work on that kind of model, which which I think is something which is could be quite unique and interesting to work on in the future. Mm. But um, yeah, as I said, we need to start building themselves first. Okay, and uh, what guarantees on sustainability can, can you bring? Uh, do are you be really be part of? Is it, oh, is it Olam's Compass um, sustainability program? Yeah, Coco Compass is the Olam um, sustainability, I would say, framework yes. which we're working on at the moment. Twenty, de- yeah, 20, 20 degrees is. I, I mean, I think in the in the bean to bar market, um, there are certain sustainability practices that okay. are taken as red. Um, and it would be, you know, quite surprising if someone was selling beans into that market um, without having done the base work Absolutely. on the sustainability yeah. side, and that 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 that's the case for us as well. So we are all areas we're working, um, we are doing work with the farmers in in some sort or another. So yes. it could be it could be that we're we're working to you know to get organic certified or get fair trade certified, mm. have some kind of independent verification there. Um, there's always doing trainings on, on good agricultural practices and linking that. You know, I think what's important with the craft market especially is to link that not only to improving yields, but improving uh, improving quality and, and um, practices to kind of influence on the flavor side too. Um, and then in terms of, you know, the other side of sustainability is about information and transparency. Um, so that's something we've really worked on, that the, the farms, um, when we're working with smallholders and we're working with farmers directly, um, we have um, done the mapping, done the polygon mapping of the farms. So, so that information is available if people want to, uh, or customers want to look at it and see exactly where uh, the farmers are, the information on their profiles. So just to try and give that connection between who's actually uh, growing the beans and uh, yes. and to the people buying it. Um, 
so definitely like sustainability is 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 I, I don't talk about it so much just because it's uh it's it's almost i think it's taken as a given really in the segment yeah sure um the the side which i would say is really unique um which is something which again um it took us a, a bit of time to get up and running is again on the areas we're working directly with the farmers so at the moment this is eight of the ten beans in the portfolio um the other two are single estates who we're talking from but the the smallholder groups we're working with we've done um we've done the carbon footprinting on it so we've we've done uh you know looked at the fertilizer usage pesticide usage um the logistical um route um of getting beans from a, a to b to c and calculated that footprint so so we can let people know what that is but also we've then offset it by using by, by buying carbon credits so we're offering kind of carbon neutral cacao um at the point of sale which i think is i mean i i haven't seen it before but i wouldn't say it's one of a kind because um because you know i'm sure someone will point out that it has been done before but i just haven't seen it sure um so but i think that's really cool as well um and doing these things it, it i guess it leans on a lot of the technical capability that um yes. olam has um and which is really i think one of the great advantages of, of 20 degrees kind of operating within that within that um structure mm, good um uh, we've, as we mentioned, it's it's a new initiative. It was just launched last week with um you know with with a press press campaign um and we've we've written about it in Confectionary News. So um, my my final question, I guess, is where 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 and when where will the where will the co cocoa sauce you know where will it end up and when when can we see it on on the market? What what's what sort of time frame have you got um you know? getting the, the this type of <laughs> yeah. yeah it's the same same question my bosses would ask when are we actually when are we going to see this in chocolate on the shelves like you've had enough time to build build it up now yeah so um we've been you know as you said we've been working on this for for 18 months or so now yes and the we have the beans um at destination in philadelphia and amsterdam Okay. So they're in stock. The only one which isn't in stock in the US is Uganda, which should be there in a, in a, okay. in a oh, couple of months. Nice. You're quite far ahead then. That's a good, good sign. Yeah, so the beans are there. Yeah. And then now there are a couple of customers who, you know, we've been, we've, we've been working with yes. um, in the past few months who have just happened to reach out and, you know, I let them know about it and, and, mm. and sold them some beans. And mm -hmm. there, so there are a couple of, chocolates out there of our beans already but um we haven't been kind of super active marketing it yet um just because we wanted to really get the launch done first mm -hmm. um and i was actually one of the chocolate makers uh who used the beans uh i think won won a prize in the the chocolate academy awards oh, wow. um quite recently so that was very nice to see and a bit of a gave us some reassurance that we're we're, we're doing the right thing um, although I'm sure it was actually the uh, chocolate making, um, which, <laughs> which, which uh, you know, she's a fantastic chocolate maker, so uh, I can't take all the credit for that. No, but, but as well. And finally, Leo, just a little bit about yourself before you go. Um, 
what you know, how long have you been with Olam? And you touched briefly on you know on, on your role there. So what, how did you how did you get into the uh, the cocoa industry? Basically, what have you been doing up until now? <laughs> yeah, that, that is an interesting question, isn't it? Yeah, well, see how on earth it ended up in in, in the cocoa world. Yeah. Um, for me, it was I, I was just I guess quite quite lucky to get into it at the beginning when I left university and I was doing doing what I felt was a very boring job in management consultancy, and um, and got offered the role at Olam to go um, and work in Ecuador um, in 2011, so about a decade ago now, and the the kind of the role was to start up. Um, start up the business there along with my boss um, who had been there a few months earlier than I got there Um, and we kind of built it up and um, got the got the business going worked on the sustainability work there and it's become one of the you know it's become one of the real flag bearers for for um, for for us as a company of of a company that that has really excellent kind of protocols on sustainability and we always get very good reviews on the audits we do there so I was there for four years, four and a half years, um, living in a town called Santo Domingo de las Sachilas, um, which was really fun, very small, uh, well, not that small, but kind of growing town in Ecuador in the north. Mm. Um, and then I moved to New York, um, where I worked for another four years, and that role was focused on kind of broader Latin America. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was sourcing from from Peru, Colombia, um, Dom Rep, um, even Haiti, um, Venezuela, kind of all, all, all the various Latin um, uh, cacao producing countries. And two years ago, or a year and a half now, I moved back to England, um, my home country, and started work on started working on 20 degrees um, and, and a few customers as well in mm-hmm. in Europe. So that's kind of been the journey. Wow. Um, and yeah, it's been, it's, I mean, as you know, cocoa is such a cool um, industry. It's so, it is. You know, it's interesting and, as well, isn't it? There's it, lots of yeah. elements to it. Yeah, good and bad. <laughs> yeah, extremely challenging, but yes. very interesting. And also, I think something which really nice about it is a great community of people, really nice Absolutely. people, I think, working it. Yeah, they've all got, um, uh, everyone I've met, have all got, so very sincere about what they're trying to do. Uh, you know, some of the issues are very complex. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I've, I've been, um, I've really enjoyed my experiences so far in the confectionery industry so good okay leo thank you i think we'll, we'll wrap it up there and i just want to wish you you know all the best it's a great start to 2021 it's such a positive story um and you know we'll keep an eye on it um and we'll see how we how it progresses and maybe we can we can touch base again a bit later in the year see how it's all going now when you have some yeah absolutely absolutely that'd be great Tony. thanks for um thanks for calling and glad to be you know part of part of the story great no thank you very much leo thank you bye-bye